Where is he? Oh, Monsieur Gary, this food is divine. You have no idea, madam. Yes, indeed. This food's amazing. Can I uh, see the chef? Not from where you're sitting, sir. No. Please do excuse me. Where has he gotten to, that bearded idiot? Well, I suppose I'd better go and check on the painter. Right then, Michael, how's the... Hang on, hang on. How can you hear yourself think over that racket? Anyway, Michael, how's the painting? <gasps> My word, that is truly amazing. It's just, just stunning. It's just as I envisioned, a masterpiece for the modern age. You certainly have a talent, and to think, the council had you painting bus shelters. Yes, they did, but I painted them good, very fine. I bet, eh? I must admit, when I paint at home, I make a bit of a mess of it. In fact, I get more paint on my clothes than I do on the wall. It's easier to get off the flesh, so I usually strip to the waist to avoid the hassle. I tell you, Mrs. Gary certainly likes... No, she doesn't. No, she do How do you know? Oh, you know, that's a great idea. I should strip her to the waist as well. Ah, that's much better. Uh, actually, I, uh, I meant strip down to the waist, not up. Oh, never mind. Just finish it. Come on, Simon. Where are you? Come on, cabbie. I'm late. Put your boot down. I can't go any faster. If I push it any harder, she'll blow apart. Oh, she can't do a hard in the back of the cab the other day. Don't care. Unless they had a horrible contagious disease. Did they have a horrible contagious disease? Never mind. We're nearly there. Wait. What are those people doing in the road? What are you waiting for? Don't stop! Drive through them! I can't break the laws of physics and drive through them, Jim. Why not? Look, don't you know who I am? Er, uh, no. Good. Hey! You can't run forever! I'll find you, you wee Excuse me, please. Let me through. I'm a doctor. No, you're not. You're a heretic. I know your mum, filth. Oh, hello, Mr. Jones. How's your lumbago? Fine, fine, thanks to the cream you gave me, Simon. Anyway, abomination! The devil will have his way with you! Well, tell him to get in line. There's a lot of people want to have their wicked way with me. It looks like they already have. How dare you? I just haven't combed my hair this morning. Okay, then. Let me through. I'm a publican. Right you are. Say hello to your mum when you see her. Who are those loonies? Okay, you potentus. I can see you're busy cooking. How's the new menu coming along? Eminentissimo Domino Angelo. Ah, that sounds great. With the chicken, you say? Well, that should entertain the kiddies. Just a few more ideas and that menu will be fit for a king. Or at least, any king that comes around here. Gary, Gary, I've done it! Oh, alright, you potentus. How's it hanging? Simon, Jesus, you can't ask His Holiness that. It's disrespectful. All right, Grandad. I was only asking him how he was. What's so disrespectful about that? It's the way you asked. It's just not right. It's probably blasphemy or some such. I'm so sorry, Your Holiness. Simon is a vulgar and uncouth youth. What he meant to ask was, are you hanging... Um, is your cassock restricting you at... Uh... Oh, uh, well, mine are hanging good too. Thank you for asking, Your Holiness. Anyway, as I was saying, I've done it! Well, I must say, I never thought this would happen. You're finally a man now, Simon. Things have changed, and with them you... No, 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 not that. I mean, I've delivered all the invitations for tonight. I admit, when you suggested getting the pub blessed by the Pope, 
I thought you were crazy. But now? What? <sighs> Never mind. So is the new menu ready? Just finishing it up. Ooh, looks good. Ask me for something. What like? Just just ask me for something off the menu. Uh, okay, what about uh, a curry? And would you like poopadoms with that? What? Would you like... See? Oh, never mind. Ask me for something else. All right, uh, what about a pizza? How about poperoni? No, thanks. Veggie one, please. <sighs> no, you see, all the food's religiously themed. So there's popcorn chicken, scrambled exodus on toast, chicken and Moses basket, that sort of thing. Oh, right, um, I think I understand. Oh, good, the post arrived. No, that was something being thrown through the window. Ah, is that the Amazon package I was waiting for? Well, not unless you've ordered a brick with burn witches written on it. What? Let me see that. Who the hell are all those idiots outside? Oh, yeah, uh, I meant to tell you about them. They're blocking the door. They seem peeved about something. What have you done? What do you mean, what have I done? When somebody gets upset, you always blame me. That's because it usually is you. Well, yeah, people annoy me. Everything annoys you. We need to find out what's going on out there, or our business is going down the pan. There's loads of them. More than I could count. So ten, then? Pfft, maybe even eleven, I don't know. I'm getting sick of experts telling us how to live our lives and count accurately. Listen, listen. Just get Google on the phone and find out what he knows. Hmm, I've tried to explain this before. Google isn't a person, it's a company. And I've told you before that you are the company you keep. Now stop messing about and get him on the phone. <sighs> okay, whatever. Hey Google, search the Revelation Station podcast. Ask his girlfriend Siri as well. No. Ah, here we are. The Revelation Station. Hmm. We aren't very far up the search results. Looks like we could maximise our online presence with some carefully targeted social media placements. I understand the individual words you're saying, but I don't know what they mean in that order. It's actually very simple. A bit like you. But I'm not going to explain it now. Let's see. There are a couple of recent entries here. Massive judges recovering after near fatal poisoning. Well, looking out of the window, I'm guessing those people out there probably aren't MasterChef fans. They aren't all wearing home-knitted cardigans. Hmm. What's this next entry? Two ill-informed idiots who talk about Genesis while trying not to sound like a religious podcast? That's us, that's us. Except the bit about religion. Why would they think this is a religious podcast? Uh, well, I mean, apart from the fact we've got the Pope in. That is a good point. Sorry, it's these shorts. They keep riding up. Has your Google fellow got anything else? No, that's your lot. They must be protesting out there about something. They called me unclean. Yes, well, I have been meaning to have a word with you about that. They'd better get bored and go home soon. We don't want them ruining our big event tonight. Wow, you are such a worrywart. Don't stress out. I know you aren't Pope anymore. But I'm sure you're blessing the public house isn't blasphemous in any way. Yes, there is that, but it's a small risk. The chance of that happening are infinitesimal. It's not like we're incurring the wrath of heaven or anything. It's no big deal, just a publicity stunt. Ioannis vicesimus tertius. What, what, did, what did he say? It's nothing to worry about. An ecumenical matter. He's worrying over nothing. Can you not understand what he says? No, my Latin's a bit rusty. How rusty? What do you know? Uh, carp diem. And do you know what that means? Fish of the day? Not even close. Damn. Anyway, how's the painting going on? Ooh, ooh, it's good. Nearly finished. Come, come and have a look.
Oh my word! I can't... Actually, I can't hear myself think. Could, could you? Could you? Wow! It's amazing. That... It's... It's just breathtaking. It's so... So... Yes, I know. I've told him to put his trousers back on, but you know what these artistic types are like. No, no, well, yes, that too. But I mean, the ceiling. When you said you were inspired by the Sistine Chapel, I wasn't sure, but... Wow. I know, I'm rather proud of it. Do you see, up there, just in the centre, instead of God and Adam touching fingers, it's... Peter and Phil! Yes! And all around that, scenes depicting the various albums. And all around the edges, images showing their solo hits. Yeah. Yeah. Wait, where's Tony Banks? Ah yes, you see, just down there, in the mm -hmm. corner, next to Mike's beard, yep. there's a cloud shaped like a flute, just behind that. Oh, uh, are you sure that's not too much? What was that? Oh, that's a notification I set up on my phone. When a mention of the pub comes up on Google, I wonder what it is. He's a clever fella, that Google, isn't he? Oh wait, this could be what all the fuss is about. Look at this headline. Local church converts into pub, residence angry, blah blah blah, consecrated ground, blah blah blah, graveyard in back to be dug up for a big garden. That's it! Those god botherers out there are protesting about the plan to dig up the graveyard! I thought the graveyard had been moved when the church was desacralised! Nah, Big Jim just said that to get the locals off his back. He moved the headstones but left the graves. As long as we don't dig too deep, we should be fine. Well there goes the swimming pool then. You know, I thought Big Jim gave up this place very easily. Easily? He made us go all the way to London. And then he still tried to wiggle out of the deal. Yes, yes, yes. So that's just standard practice when you deal with someone like Big Jim. Well, whatever. The locals must have found out. That's why they're protesting. What can we do about it? Hmm. I don't really know much about religion. I went to a Church of England school. Oh, I know. What about a giant orange with a candle stuck in the top? And raisins on sticks stuck to it? Oh, should they be dolly mixtures? What on earth are you talking about? We had them at Christmas at school. An orange, with raisins stuck in it, and a candle. A ribbon wrapped round the middle. Did you never have that? No, I didn't go to your normal school. I went to a school of hard knocks. I was brought up on the streets, mate. Right. Wasn't your dad a merchant banker? How the very dare you? That's a scurrilous rumour. Alright, alright, calm down. Don't get your privately educated knickers in a twist. No oranges, then. <laughs> If only we had some way of appealing to them, calming them down and making them go away. I know, I know. What about this? Quince chalkboard. Jeez, why did you keep that? Anyway, no, that won't work. Unless you want to irritate them all the more. No, you're right. Wait, we're missing the obvious. The Pope! Could he somehow calm them down? But how? What interest would those religious types have in the Pope? He's second hand. We should invite them to our evening mass with our religious theme menu. He'll bless the food right in front of them. They'll be so distracted by the thought of pontiff-approved profiteroles that they'll forget all about the desecration of the dead and we'll make a bucket load of cash in the bargain. Well, okay, let's do it. Right, I'll get my people onto it right away. It won't take long. I have contacts in the local press. Really? Wait, you have people? Yes, well, by people I mean court reporters. I spent a lot of time there over the years, sticking it to the man. Which man? You know, the man. Which man? No, not a man, the man. Oh, never mind. I'll get on to them and they can help us get something broadcast on the local radio. That should get the campaign moving. All we need to do then is sit back and watch the money roll in.
and run the pub. Yes, 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 and run the pub. I didn't think that needed saying. Right then, you do that, and in the meantime, I'll get the podcast warmed up. Right, that's got everything ready to go. Got the album sorted. Just wait for Gary to come back in the room. And here we are. Right, okay. My people are on it. Excellent. Well, I've got the podcast all set up. We're ready to go. Good, good. Where have we got to so far? So, this is uh, We Can't Dance. Ah, the 14th studio album. 14th album they released. This one... um Released on the 20th of October, 1991. In the US. It was released a couple of weeks later on the 11th of November in the UK. Was it really? It was indeed. Was there a reason for that? Uh, no idea. Thanks for that little piece of fact. Just, just was. Um, good, good. I mean, bearing in mind at that point, Genesis was massive in America. So perhaps that was the reasoning behind it. They released it early in America for Again, that Again, favouring the USA oh, over the exactly. British home crowd. Well, that's going to come back and bite them on the arse, isn't it? Is it? Yep. As well, we shall see soon. Well, you've obviously delved ahead on this mm-hmm. one. I, I literally don't know what's coming next. I have. I've quantum leaped into the future. So anyway, this was the last one with Phil. It was. It was also their fifth consecutive number one album in the UK. It was, but only number four in the US. And number four, but still, still that's, that's, that's good considering what they've done in the past. It is. Mm. But like you say, this was the last one to feature Phil. He left in 1996 carry on with his solo career yep uh they had six singles off this album six i know it's ridiculous that's a ridiculous amount that's of that's over half the album isn't yeah. it actually yeah i think there's 12 tracks on this album so yes it's exactly half of the, the album yes yeah, so the singles were no son of mine yeah i can't dance yeah hold on to my heart yeah jesus he knows me yeah never a time mm-hmm. and tell me why yes those no tell me why they released six <laughs> well i don't know why i mean yeah. to be honest with you it's... three of those songs as we will discuss in a little bit i'm sure Mm. Probably didn't need to be singles. Definitely not. Um, I just wonder though, with the different types of singles they were releasing on this, were they sort of hedging their bets on the different genres they were trying to delve into? Possibly, but it's really odd because if you look at the time frame of the singles, the first single was No Son of Mine was released about a week before the American release of the album, and the last single was released 1993. So nearly two, years, two later. years later. I mean, it was 18 months later. I know, but, but that's a long gap. That's a long gap, a, a you know, long Why period we, of time releasing singles. The idea of singles, forgive my ignorance, mm. isn't it to promote an album? Yeah. Two years after the album's release is a long time afterwards I mean, to promote. By the time they released... That's like, that's like doing a film and saying, coming last summer. Yeah, but by the time they released Tell Me Why is the last single, they weren't even touring anymore. They'd finished the tour. So what were they trying to raise awareness on? <laughs> it just on? seems really odd that they would do it over such a long period of time. And considering at this point, again, not wanting to jump too far ahead, mm. but has Phil left at this point? Uh, not quite. Or is he in negotiations to leave? By the time the last single's released, you hadn't left yet. So this was recorded after a four-year gap between... Invisible Touch. Yeah. And what was the reason for the gap? Were they just doing separate solo stuff? Well, or? Um, first of all, the, the Invisible Touch tour went on into 1987, so that went on for quite a while. Yeah. Um, and then Phil released his fourth studio album, but seriously, in 1989, and that was a huge hit worldwide. That included uh, Another Day in Paradise, which, as you will probably remember, was massive. I do remember that playing um, constantly on the radio. So Phil was busy with his solo career. Mike had had a big hit with The Living Years with Mike and the Mechanics. Tony was releasing albums as well, so they were all focusing on their solo careers. 
Okay. So in that, what, four or five year gap? Yeah. Well, four year gap, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, it was so four year that, gap. So in that four year gap, uh, they were all doing their solo stuff, not even thinking about Genesis at all. In that period, Phil had become so successful that Mike and Tony didn't actually expect him to want to record with the band anymore. So had they already thought at this point that they may need to look for a new lead singer? No, at this point they just didn't expect to, to do another album. So they were thinking that maybe the last that album was, was the last Genesis yeah, album? maybe Invisible Touch was the last album. Oh. But Phil enjoyed the process of writing with those two in that, you know, they go in and have nothing. Well, that's not surprising. They've been mates for years. Yeah. I mean, there must there must be, if nothing else, the camaraderie of coming yeah. together to do an album. Yeah, I mean, when you think about it, Phil Phil writes a lot of songs, records them in his home studio, and then probably goes into a proper studio and re-records them with his band. But but he was writing all the songs, where they Genesis were going into a studio literally with nothing, with no ideas. To be fair, they'd only done that the last couple of albums. Well, Before that, they were, yeah. they were doing... You know, stuff they'd already worked exactly. on externally. But that was what Phil enjoyed. So that was what brought Phil back into recording with Genesis, which led to this album. Recorded at the farm, again, their home studio. They recorded it between March and September in 1991. Yeah, they had a change of producer on this album as well, Yeah, didn't that's they? right. They used Nick Davis. He was a co-producer and he engineered it. They've been with Hugh Padgett for, what, three albums yeah. now? Was this because they were trying a new sound? They thought a new producer, a new sound, maybe? or Yeah, I, th- I think they wanted to move forward a bit with different people so they they felt i think that hugh padgham had given them all that he could and that was as far as they were going to go with so they burnt him out and they were just tossing him aside exactly exactly and nick davis had worked with both mike and tony on their solo albums okay so they knew him and they brought him in as a co-engineer and, and phil was okay with that was he yeah seems to have been doesn't he well he does yeah. Yeah. this was the first album they made with the idea of the cd format in mind which is why they've got more tracks on this album than any other album. It was also odd that they had a recording crew in, film crew, yes, wasn't there, while they were right. doing this, um, right. for their documentary, No Admittance, yep. that they showed on national television. Yes, that's right. Uh, I think it was on, actually made by the Disney Channel. <laughs> was it the Disney Channel? Yeah, yeah. Oh. Um, the interesting thing uh, I read about that was that when the film crew were in filming, they stopped doing anything creative because hmm. they found that just the camera turning on them made them stop being creative yeah. and they started just sort of sitting there just twiddling their thumbs yeah. odd it's considering you know how much stuff they'd already recorded like live albums and stuff they must be used to cameras around them but apparently not well I suppose in the studio that's a different environment isn't it they're not being so, used to cameras in the studio so as they're at the studio mm. and they're having camera crews there did they take all the girly pictures down off the wall quite probably yeah, yeah. or maybe they just had them on a different wall and made sure they didn't maybe. film that don't film that wall yeah. don't film that wall for <laughs> god's sake somebody think we're perverts yeah so Nick Davis, he wanted to feature the guitar a bit more prominently than they'd previously been on the albums. Okay. Um, which you might think Tony Banks would really hate that idea, but apparently he was he was on board with that. Really? Yeah. Because keyboards have been quite heavily mm. in the forward in previous albums. Yeah, exactly. Um, I mean, you think of Abacab, and that's just a totally dominated by keyboards pretty Definitely, much. yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and even, to a certain extent, Invisible Touch. And Duke. Mm. Um, but yeah, apparently Tony Banks was well on board for getting that. And... And that's why uh, there's a lot more guitar-led tracks on this album than before. Which you can tell. I mean, it does it does give it a different sound. It does. I mean, not to spoil the conclusions we're going to come to at the end of this episode, but uh, I think this is a, a good combination of Genesis sounds, I think, on this album. It's got the poppier side of things, and it's got, Definitely got the, the proggier side, side of yeah. things as well. Well, we could argue about that. I'm not talking about whether they're, those proggy things are good or bad. Yeah. I'm talking about the style of music. Okay. Um which we'll come into when we talked about the individual tracks. So, Fact Boy, have you got any so more fact facts? Books. Yeah, well, Phil contributed most of the lyrics to this album. 
Okay. Uh, over two thirds of the lyrics were Phil. Ooh. That was because Mike and Tony had gone off to do promotions and things. So they left him in the studio with a microphone. Left him in the micro in the studio with a pad and a paper. And wow. Yeah, and he wrote most of the lyrics. He just apparently had a real flow of ideas. So they came back and said, "Hey, Phil, we've we've done the promo stuff. We're back. Already recorded the lyrics, mate. Yep. Don't worry about it. Album's it's fine. Done. Album's done. Off there you go. it is. Yeah, it's called We Can't Dance. There you go." Yeah, so something like that. So they left. So they basically. didn't have a lot of input into the, about a third of these tracks, at yeah, least. Yeah, the lyrics anyway. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it was mostly Phil, and I think I think that's very obvious. Yeah, as, because a lot of them are. How shall we put this? Uh, very Phil solo orientated. Well, they're very. I mean, in but, theme. But seriously, yeah. was Phil's serious album? Yeah. Um, all about real effects of things and the world and real events. And a lot of the lyrics on this album are very similar about real things. Mm. And I think you can tell it's not a lot of it's fantastical or no. nonsense. No, there's uh, none of nonsense. But then they've they've moved quite away from all of that mm. theme. All yeah. those themes, haven't yeah. they? In the last what five albums or so. Well, they've, they've really started drifting away from them. I mean really Especially yeah. if they've come into the the more poppy themes that they're going for. Yeah, but I mean if you think about it, Home by the Sea was probably the last sort of fantastical song they did. There wasn't really anything like that on no. Invisible Touch. No. But then it's hard to do a big thematic piece hmm. in two and a half minutes. Yeah, now. exactly. So this album's kind of continuing that again. Um, but Phil thinks this is some of the best lyric writing of his career. Not just Genesis, of his solo career as well. He thinks this is some of the best stuff he's ever done. Yeah, it's wrong though, isn't it? Mm, don't know. Yeah, I think it is. <laughs> lyrically speaking, I'm not talking about musically. Though. Oh, about right, lyrics. okay. Yeah, lyrically speaking. Mm. So the tour... That was 68 dates in yeah. 1992. Started on the 8th of May in Texas. Ended on the 17th of November in Wolverhampton. Wow. <laughs> From Texas to Wolverhampton. Ending on the big time. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Actually, you just get the impression that shouldn't that have been the other way around. I'm surprised at this point they even <laughs> toured the UK. I'm surprised they went to Wolverhampton. I'm surprised anybody goes to Wolverhampton. <laughs> Many apologies to any of our listeners in Wolverhampton, but <laughs> it serves you right. For the first time since 1978 on the tour, mm. they didn't play In The Cage. Really? Yeah. They did another old medley, did not have In The Cage then. It's probably time to give that yeah. a rest then, yeah. they've played exactly. it every single tour. Exactly, for like 15 years. And the set began with Land of Confusion. Nice. Carrying on with their uh, yeah. um, last song. From the last album, yeah. yeah. That's a good one to start with. It That's is a, a good great track. Well, we I loved think, that one we did the last yeah, I think if you remember in, when we did the Invisible Touch podcast, I said that that would make quite a good opener for the album. And you, you didn't agree with me at all. No, I'm sure I did. No, you didn't. I agreed to disagree. I'm going to drop a clip of you disagreeing with me in this. Damn you in all... your archives. <laughs> Damn you and releasing things so anybody can download it and listen to it at any time. I keep forgetting people can go back and hear what I said before. Yeah, exactly. Not that everybody wants to, but they can, yeah. if yeah. they want to. They can fact-check you. They can fact... Oh, no. I can be <laughs> fact-checked now. Yeah. yeah. I don't know any facts, though. Yeah. You're the fact boy. I'm the fact boy. Fact boy. Anyway, that's all I've got to say about that. So, is that the end of your facts? That's all the facts I have for now. Good. Well, shall we get into the individual tracks? Yeah, so let's start off with the first of this uh, real-world style of lyric writing on the album. First track is No Son of Mine. Well, the key to my survival 
No Son of Mine. Uh, so that's another good opening track to an album. It was very mm. nice. The little I like TikTok-y this. sound at the start. It's a really good intro to a it song. Is. It is. I like that. And I love the haunting. Wow. Yeah, that sound yeah. effect. That's, that's, that is really good. They call that Elephantus. Uh, the working title for this song before Ed Lyrics was Elephantus. Really? Um, and that sound is Tony sampled Mike playing a couple of notes on the guitar and then slowed them down. And played them on his keyboard. How terribly interesting. Mm, it is, isn't it? Yeah. Boring. <laughs> yeah, I'd have thought with a sound like Elephantus, it would have been like a dying screaming elephant recorded and slowed yeah. and So reversed, they, they bought an elephant and had it at the farm, and then Phil killed it with his bare hands. and then well, rec- stripped to the waist. <laughs> yeah, obviously. Obviously. And then recorded, they recorded its death throes. <laughs> the levels they go to to make these albums. Such perfectionists. I know, I know. Other than that... Leaving the animals uh, <laughs> killing aside, yeah, great track. I love this it track. It's a lot less poppy than you would expect. So, considering the last album, mm. they seem to be sliding backwards now. Yeah, yeah. Not in a bad way. No, but they're they're going back to more sort of storytelling yep. again. Yep. I mean, I can clearly remember this was premiered on Radio One, and they had an interview with Tony and Mike and Phil. Yeah, and then they played the song for the first time on Radio One, a world premiere. And I can clearly remember thinking. Wow, that's clearly Genesis, but it sounds very different. Because this was the first album they released after I'd got into them. Right, okay, yeah. So I was obviously, as we mentioned before, Invisible Touch was kind of my first album, so they'd already released that, and so I was sitting there, and completely unexpectedly, they decided there's a new album coming out. And obviously this is the days before the internet. Yeah, so they spring it on you. Yeah, so... You had no... Unless you read things like The Enemy Mm. and stuff regularly, Yeah, these things did come out of the blue exactly so I just remember hearing that and going wow brilliant I really love that and then I think it was released a week later and I've got the vinyl album the vinyl single of this 12 inch single wow um, I didn't know they released it as a 12 inch yeah yeah. Oh, wow. yeah they were still releasing singles as vinyl at this point mm, yeah and yeah really good I really like this song I think it's a really good opener it's um, a great opener yeah. good powerful song yeah it's got a nice driving Phil sings beat. it well yeah it's, got, yeah it's very much like the Pixies quiet loud quiet but going back to um opening tours mm. this isn't a tour opening song no it's not no it's, um, it's, it's a powerful song mm-hmm. and like all of their albums they have started again with a powerful song yeah. but this isn't something you can imagine opening a live set it's funny you should say that is it that funny? Because they did open their set with this on the Calling All Stations tour. Really? Because yes. it's not. It's not. No, no. So no. kind of song. It's no. not. It's not a really powerful song to start a set with. No, I wouldn't have said it was either, but they did. Then again, mm. I can't imagine just dropping this into a set. Although they did do that on the Week on Dance tour, so my imagination is so <laughs> limited. I can't imagine anything. Yeah. No. You're no. terrible. Like we said, this is more of a social commentary yeah. song, like Phil was doing on But Seriously. It's, it's, it's a weird lyric, I think, because it's lyrically is it the story is interesting. Yes, like it's a you know it's obviously somebody who's being abused or is witnessing abuse at the very least, and then leaves. What I don't understand about it is why does he go back? I mean, he spent all this time. Well, we could go into to the depth of abusees and why yeah. they stop with abusers. Yeah, but... that 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 just doesn't sit right 
quite right with me. I, I still th- still like the song. I think it's true to life, though, but in that respect. Well, a maybe. lot of abusees do tend to stop with abusers. I suppose it's about closure, isn't it? That is always what I thought this was about, mm. closure. Going yeah. back and basically standing up to that person. Yeah, but then what closure does he get? Because he goes back and tries to get that closure from the, the father, mm. and the father's just like, yeah, you know, son of mine, mm. I don't care. I don't care, bye. That must be even more... Must be disheartening than not going back at all. But anyway, that's that's by the by. Yeah, let's not get just, too heavily into that. Yeah, let's not get it's too. It's a heavy great song that. though, isn't it? It is a good. It yeah. is. I really, yeah, I really like the song. Yeah, me too. Yeah. Move on to the next one. Yeah. Great. What is the next one? So it's another commentary song again, in a different vein though. This time it's Jesus, He Knows Me. interesting choice for a uh, theme for a song considering they're now playing to the American heartland which they're now seeing as their big audience and the first thing they do is take a crack at their religion well they're not really taking a crack at religion not religion but American has a lot of evangelists it's well known for it and a lot of people believe and give money to these people and they're having a crack at them as much I mean those people are idiots evangelists are clearly con men oh yeah that is the whole point I mean I don't think I've ever heard of one of these evangelists say, send me your money and I'll give it to the poor. They just basically say, send me your money. Yeah, they? I mean, it's a, it's a branch of Christianity, in inverted commas, mm-hmm. that says that if you make money, you'll buy your way into heaven, effectively. It's like a, it's like a terrible pyramid scheme. And it's not worked for me so far. No, I mean, it, uh, honestly... I hope nobody listening to this buys into this evangelist stuff, but those people are con men. I think that is basically the point, isn't it? Yeah, and that's what this song's about. Mm. I suppose if you believe... Yeah, okay, yeah. I don't think there's anything wrong with faith. I think this song isn't saying there's something wrong with faith. No. It's saying there's something wrong with people extorting money from the gullible and the believers. Exactly, yeah. I have no problem with religion, for the most part, as long as I don't have to be forced (laughs) to believe in a particular religion. But I do have a problem with people like the famous televangelists, who I won't name any of them now because I don't want to get a lawsuit. But those people are extorting believers for money. And that's what this song's about. But it's also about them not following their own example. Yes. It's, it's no, I mean, that's, that's the lyrics, isn't it? specifically it? says Basically that, yeah. The lyrics, yeah. Yeah. That's the problem I have with that sort of evangelist. And I think this song nicely skewers those people in a satirical way that reminds me of illegal alien. Mm, yeah. I mean, you can see why this was a single. Yeah. Oh, it's so jaunty and catchy. Yeah, it's you really can, You can really enjoy singing along yeah. to this. It's a great track. I mean, despite what we've just said about the lyric, this is a really good boppy track. Mm. It's a, it's wonderful music yeah. in the fact that you can't hate it. I mean, uh, to me, the music is like a cross between illegal alien and anything she does. It's that same up-tempo sort of keyboard, yep. Thomas Dolby almost keyboard style with the same sort of rhythms and beats as Illegal yeah, Alien yeah. and lyrically it's another humorous satire 
in the way that Illegal Alien was supposed to be. Mm-hmm. I think this has aged a lot better than Definitely. Illegal Maybe Alien. Because, because it's... <laughs> There's no way you could construe this as racist. No. And we have this argument about Illegal Alien. Oh, many times. Whether it's racist or not, whether you believe it's racist or not, some people do believe it is. This isn't racist. You can't, this isn't... No, it's aimed at people who are extorting other people. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But I, I, I think this is a really good song. I really enjoy this song. I love this song. Yeah. You, you can clearly see why it was, it was uh, a single. Yeah. Because it's so catchy. Yeah, and the video is good as well. A yeah. nice humorous video it was a nice human mm. but then again just listening to this as you're sat there in your room you can't imagine anything other than a humorous video no i mean it's the obvious choice for a single and if you're going to release it as a single you got to do a humorous video but definitely yeah. definitely so yeah i love this yeah yeah nothing bad to say about this song at all. not at all no shall we move on to the next let's track? move on to the next one which is driving the last spike the in the last spike that's a very worthy subject for a song about the Irish navvies building the English railways my god that song's boring it is and also extraordinarily long oh god it goes on I mean it's a fine song it's not no it's not but it does get better halfway through oh I honestly find this track really deadly dull That's the chorus isn't bad I think it's a real downer, though. You come straight after Jesus, he knows me. Oh, yeah. I mean, and it's, it's a real downbeat. They don't even give a, a slow, gradual yeah. slide into something more serious. No. They just go, and everybody happy, and not. Yeah. I mean, you compare this to a song of similar length, such as One for the Vine. Yeah. One for the Vine's got it all going on. It it's has. It's got the story, it builds up nicely, it builds to a nice thing, and it ends in a nice conclusion. For me, this is just dull. I have to say, I don't mind it. Yeah. See... This reminds me more of Inside and Out really? from the Spot the Pigeon EP. It gets better towards the end. It does. Same as Inside and Out. Yeah. But for me, it's just dull track. So not one you'd put on a, a compilation? No, I wouldn't. Not on one of your famous 10,000 album compilations? No, I wouldn't bother. Would not bother. Okay. Um, in fact, oh. I'm going to talk later on at the end about what I would do with the track listing, and this is a track I wouldn't put on. Really? Yeah. You think it's that bad? Yeah, I really don't like this See, track I at all. I don't mind it that much. I wouldn't mind it if it didn't go on for so long. Yeah, it's that is a just, problem. I just find it really deadly dull. It is, a, it is a long track. I mean, historically when Genesis have done tracks, the longer tracks have had large instrumental pieces mm. that have been interesting. Yeah. This has got an instrumental piece. Mm-hmm. 
it's okay, but it's not interesting enough for the length of this track. Yeah. So I can agree with you on the fact that it's too long. I kind of like it, but I also would not put it on a compilation. Okay. The funny thing is about this track is it was never released as a single, no. but it's still charted in the US and Canada based on radio play. Really? Yeah. Does it do that? Yeah, that's how, that's how a lot of American charts well, work. Well, it wouldn't go on a single because singles just aren't that long. Yeah, exactly. Even, a, even 12 inches, isn't yeah. It? Uh, sorry, yeah, 12 inch. Yeah. Uh, even that's not that long. Yeah, exactly. But it still made it into the charts. That's, but, that's surprising because mm. it isn't that great. Mm. I, I don't know why this was picked up. I'm presuming it was picked up because it was the long track. Yeah. So a lot of Genesis fans like the long tracks. So they picked on this one, okay. played this one. From that point of view, I suppose that would be why. But to me, I, this just isn't interesting enough. Not enough for 10, 10 minutes, 8 seconds. No. No. Um, interesting fact. Hmm? Interesting in inverted commas. Okay. I'm braced. Tony's got a Hammond organ patch on his synthesizer for this track, so he's using a similar sound to early Genesis stuff on a synthesizer. So that's my take on this one. Don't okay. really like it. It goes on a bit too long. Although the subject is interesting. Apparently Dennis Waterman of Minder fame yes. gave Phil Collins a book about the building of the English railways. And so he's to blame. Yeah, so it's all Minder's fault. Okay, so I kind of like it, but mm. I still think it's too long. I'd compare it to Domino from Invisible Touch in that it starts off slow and builds up to the end. Wow, that's another one I hated. But exactly, I, I liked that one and you, you didn't. You did, yeah, yeah. So what's different about this one? That I, you like this? I like the chorus. Mm. The chorus saves this track, mm. I think, because it's, it's quite good. Okay. In the fact that it's listenable mm. and it raises parts of the track. Yeah. Without that good chorus, mm. this would be a horrible track. Yeah. Um, the chorus saves it. Okay. Not 10 minutes, 8 seconds saves it. <laughs> yes. But stops it from being one of those tracks I would fast forward through. Right. Okay. That's it. Fair enough. Mm. Enough said. Yeah. Next track. That's it. Yeah. What is the next track? It is. I can't dance. You certainly can't. I've seen you. great track I love this track mm. it's a real change of sound I mean this doesn't sound like anything they've done before no and I love the percussion in the background yeah the different bits and boings yep. they're using yeah that's a great sound yeah uh, and another humorous one as well it is so yeah we've had two humorous tracks already so far this was a single wasn't it it was a single yes mm. and quite rightly so it you was. can see why this will be a single yeah it's so lively yeah well, this was always going to be a single because the subject matter was about adverts and it just lends itself and it's a title track exactly yeah. well mm. almost a title track yeah. Um, but yeah, really interesting sound to this one. Yep. Mike came up with that guitar, messing around. They tried a few different things to it, tried speeding it up, slowing it down, turning it into a more traditional style of song, and none of it really worked. But, and so they just went back to the original version. But this is a good example of where you were saying earlier that they've decided to put the guitar at the front. Yeah. This is this is quite clear. More guitar-led, yeah. yeah exactly. This is quite clear in this track. Yeah. It's all that... that 
good guitar sound. Yeah, um, it's very bluesy. It is, isn't in it? Places. Yeah, so. yeah. I like, I like it. Though. Yeah, I like this track. Yeah, so Mike plays this track with Mike and Mechanics live. So he obviously likes it, doesn't he? Well, quite. Yeah, understandable. I like it. Yeah. Um, I think Phil does a great vocal performance on this. Doesn't he, though? Yeah. Really strong. I yeah. love his vocals on this. Yes. He really belts one out. He does. The video is very good. It takes a, a lot of those adverts and things, turns them into a humorous thing, which is basically what this song's about, isn't it? It's about the perception of fame, I suppose. Mm, yeah. yeah. Um, and the cult of personality, almost. Indeed. The video takes a lot of those adverts and turns them into humorous situations. But it does come across a little bit ham-fisted sometimes in the video. It's do you think? Yeah, a bit obvious. Okay. But the thing I don't like about the video is they do that silly dance. Yeah, the, the, the one that got the, on the album cover. I'm doing the arms. He's doing the arms. I'm doing the arms. He's doing the arms. Um, which I don't find particularly humorous. It's not funny, and no. it doesn't look particularly good. But, it, but if you mention Genesis to people... That's what they think of. That's what yeah. they think of. But for me, to use comedians' parlance, that gag doesn't land. Not really. No. It just looks like they're trying to be funny, whereas the rest of it doesn't really... They're, they're trying, trying to, to do a silly walk. Exactly, yeah. Um, and it, yeah, it's just not funny. But that said, that's the only thing I don't like about this song, which is the video and everything else I like about it. Yep, love it. It's a great song. Great song, great track. Good rocking, good rocking track. It great would, single. It would definitely be on my version of this album that I made. Good. Yeah, and it is a good single. It is a good single. Yeah, yeah it's a great, great track to do in the car as well. Yes. So, uh, as where I listen to most of my music is in the car. Yeah, um, that's because your wife's kicked you out and you have to sleep in the car. Well, I didn't want you to mention that to our listeners, but oh, that sorry. is actually the case. <laughs> it's the case. Uh, let's quickly moving on to uh, Never a Time. <laughs> This track has just got Phil Collins on it. It should be on his solo album. Mm, I, I 100% disagree. What? This should not be on a Phil Collins solo album. This is a Phil Collins B-side at best. Yeah, it's not a great track, is this it? This song is boring. Whilst not exactly dull, because mm. the music sort of... Plods. Plods, but it is there. Mm. But, oh my God. God, it's dreary. Yes. Yeah. I, oh, this is definitely a fast-forward track. I really. Don't, I mean, to me, this is like in too deep, but really bad. I mean, you didn't like in too deep. I did like in too deep, but this sounds like they've tried to do in too deep again. It does. But on the plus side, it mm. gets better halfway through. Mm, does uh, it? Yeah, I think it does. I think halfway through, it picks up a little bit. Mm. Yeah. That's if you can get halfway through. Yeah. Because it really is a plot of this one. Mm. No, I'm no, this is not for me, this track. Don't like it. I've cut it. It's gone. You're out. It's gone. I'm out. <clears throat> okay, well, I'll just I'll just finish this one off by saying Yeah, I agree. Yeah, don't like this track at all. Okay. Shall we move on to I've nothing else to say about this track. That's fine. Yeah. We'll move it it was along. a single as well. Um yeah. Was it really? Yeah. It was the fifth single released off this album. Gosh. Yeah. So they should have stopped at four. Really scraping the barrel there. 
Which is the next track. Yeah. <laughs> no, 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 just joking, just joking. Next track is Dreaming While You Sleep. Put it on the radio, saw it on TV. But could I take my secret to the grave? If I had another chance, would I do the same? Would I still deny that it was me? While you sleep, that starts off very much like a Peter Gabriel solo track. I think that those marimbas, whether they're real marimbas or whether it's a keyboard, I don't know. That's a yes, I see where you're coming from now. That could yeah. easily be on Peter Gabriel 3. It could, um, it's got good music. And yeah, Phil plays sings it very well. I'm getting the feeling you don't like this track. I don't really like this track, really. Again, it's I find it a little bit boring I quite like this track I think it's mm. an unusual choice for a theme for a it's song. a very strange theme isn't it it's very dark yeah I mean hitting somebody in your car and then keeping hoping going. they wake up while they're in a coma yeah it's a bit of an odd one for a song yeah it's certainly not a jaunty little number it's not is it it's however not, it's not anything she does is it no however what a wonderfully powerful chorus yes I do like the chorus I will admit now don't get me wrong while I'm not a fan of this track I do think it has some merits. I wouldn't. I would cut it from the, my version of the album. Really, but it's all right. I love this track. Yeah, I think it's a great track. Um, it's certainly not a cheery number. I mean, what's what's the moral of this story? Because don't hit somebody while you drive. Yeah, yeah, but I mean, that's not the moral, is it? I mean, if you think about it in terms of sort of Twilight Zoney things. Yeah. Plus, you know, you've had Home <clears> by <throat> the Sea. What's the moral of that story? Excuse me. The twist in the tale is, oh, he's trapped there forever with the ghost. There is no twist here. It's just, no twist. it's just a basic, don't hit people with a car. Yeah, but the guy gets away with it. As far he's as we know. Yeah, he's certainly not brought to justice. It's yeah. not that kind of song, is it? It's more about the moral implications and about yeah. how you would feel if you had that kind of accident yourself. Yeah. It's, it's, it's delving into the guy's remorse over what he's done. Yeah, but he could give himself up and he doesn't appear to give himself up obviously it he's seems, remorseful but not that remorseful yeah he obviously doesn't care that much because there's a very easy way to assuage his guilt for this there is but he's kind of hoping that she wakes up out of this coma and everything's fine he doesn't have to do that so while he's feeling guilty he's just going oh please wake up yeah, and but, then it'll be fine again but it seems like he's he's only feeling guilty because she's not woken up if she woke, wakes up he's going to be like oh thank god for that I'm I'm not guilty anymore. I did do something wrong by running somebody over and nearly killing them and not stopping and giving myself up. But it's all right now. But it's all right because they didn't die. Yeah, yeah, that is that is kind of it. There, it's, I don't oh, think they're it's morally dubious at best. This song is trying to make a moral judgment. I think it's just looking at this guy's but guilt. I guess that's why I don't find it satisfying enough. Then you want an end. I want you want a story. I want a comeuppance. I want something to happen. I, but I, you've been saying you want my comeuppance to come along for ages. Well, yes, I do. I'm sure I, I have feelings in my bones that something soon is going to happen. Trust me, they will never find the bodies. But I want a comeuppance to the guy. The guy's run somebody over and he's just kept going. And he's, from what we can tell, he didn't see them. It was an accident. What's he got to fear? 
So unless he was speeding in the rain in a council estate or something. Well, judging by the way that song goes in the beginning, it is kind of he was distracted. Hmm. And it happened. Maybe Rather he was on than, his phone. Remember, this was before phones. Yeah. Um, it wasn't before phones. It was 1991. We had phones. Not mobile phones. So <laughs> yeah. it was, well, we did, but they were, they were huge things. Yeah. So that would be why I was distracted. Yeah. He was currently trying to pick up a four pound brick. <laughs> um, no, it's, it's, it's just that he was distracted, mm. which could happen to anybody. Exactly. He didn't see a step into the street. So we're, we're dealing with a story here that literally could happen to anybody. Yeah. But why didn't he stop? That's what I, this, is, this is why I don't like this song so much, because it, it's almost implying that he's going to get away with it, and I don't like the idea that he's going to get away with it. No, that, that's fair comment, I suppose. Mm. I'm, not, I'm not sure that I, when I'm listening to this, think that they think he's getting away with it. Mm. I think they're more delving just into his psychology yeah. than the comeuppance side. I suppose, but I just find it... I think it's a different kind of song to the one you're... You want, yeah. It just doesn't you satisfy want, me. You either. want a story with an ending, whereas yeah. this is just more about the psychology of yeah. the act. Yeah, and I honestly don't care about his guilt because it, his guilt is his own making. So I'm more concerned about the person who's left in a coma and hasn't taken responsibility for his actions. Maybe that's just me. Maybe that is just you. But yeah, mm. but I do find this song a little bit dull as well. I like it. Uh, so. I have to say I like it, and I think the chorus is, is amazing. Mm. Very well sung, yeah. very well performed, very powerful. I think Phil performs it very well, that much I will say. But other than that, I, just, yeah, I don't, don't really care for this song too much. Shall we move on? Tell me why. Because it's time to move on? No, that's the next track. Even one was tell me why what did you think i like this one it's very jaunty isn't it, it is. i love it this reminds me of the beatles the jangly guitar the down, 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 yes down, down, down. it does it does doesn't mm. it as you're listening to it the, your mind's going this sounds kind of familiar in not in a rip-off kind of way yeah but in a style kind yeah of way. yeah for me this might be controversial i think this is the closest they ever get again to that 60s pop sound they had on the very first album yes on, on from Genesis to Revelations yeah yeah you could yeah, imagine going. not quite the same but you could imagine a little bit of retooling and it could have been off that album yeah because they are sounding a lot more polished yeah. now than they did back then obviously, obviously. Yeah. Um, yeah but yeah I can see what you're saying yeah. Yeah. yeah this is this is something you can imagine they might have written at the beginning to try and flog yeah yeah and Mike really really showing how good he is on guitar on this track I think yeah, because he's you know that that guitar is it's a great riff. It's really doing good. That. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's so catchy. Yeah, you can hum this all day long exactly. and sing it along. And, you know, it's a good track. Yeah. It's another issue song though. Yeah. Apparently, it's about it's a criticism of the Gulf War and the treatment of the Kurdish people after the Gulf War. Was the Gulf War at that point? Yeah, oh. in 1991, the first Gulf War. 
I thought it was late in the year. It was like 89, I think. It's been going a long time. But yeah, so that's apparently what it's about. But it's I don't think it's obtrusive. No, it's, it's not It's not an lyrics. obvious protest song, is no. it? And another great chorus on this. Yes, it is. It's. Re- I just really like the track. I think it's really good. Yeah, um, I do. I've got nothing bad to say about no, this. No, this was the last single they released with Phil on the vocals. What year was this released then? 93. 93, yeah. Wow, that's a long time. Yeah. Yeah, so they've not released another single since that's got Phil on vocals. Wow. But yeah, well, but I think it makes a good single actually. I mean, yeah, it's a good, it's a good jaunty track. And again, it doesn't really sound like Genesis. No, but again, it's not enough of a protest song to come across as, across as a yeah. downer on the radio. Yeah. And it's jaunty, so yeah. you can understand why they would release this as yeah. a single. And it makes a very welcome change from you know a short three, four minute track or whatever, however long this is, being what they would normally release as a sort of a love song. Yeah. yeah. And it's not a love song, it's more of a protest song. But again, not too protesty. No, but not over like I say, not overly overbearingly no. protest led. No. So it's, it's nice, jaunty, lovely. Great tempo track. Nothing bad to say about this. No. Oh how we need to find something bad to say about something. We're just being too positive about this album. <laughs> I'm sure something will come along soon. I'm sure something will come along What's soon. What's the next track? Living Forever. Okay. Again, great singing mm-hmm. from Phil. To me, this does sound like it was a leftover from Invisible Touch, though. Yeah. I think it would slot onto Invisible Touch quite Oh, yeah, easily. it would, definitely. Um, obviously, it wasn't, wasn't because they didn't come Because they weren't. They, yeah. they didn't. Um, but it, I think it does, it's got that Invisible Touch feel. But, yeah, I really like it. I think it's a great track. Yeah. So, you know. Very boppy again. Yeah. But I'd say, I can imagine this being released as a single. Yeah. Especially I mean, over some of the other singles. Yeah. I mean, this was the B-side to No Son of Mine. To me, this doesn't really fit sound-wise with the rest of the album. Don't you think? No, it being sort of more of an Invisible Touch sounding Especially track. with the, I suppose, with the drumming. Mm. With the synth drumming that they're using yeah. on this. It's, it's Which is more common with what we associate with the previous album. So, yeah, yeah I can understand that. Mm. And it's not as obviously as guitar-led as the rest of the yeah. tracks on this album. So, yeah, yeah I can see what you mean. Um, but it's good. It's... <laughs> It's a little bit slow and plodding. It doesn't really get up tempo or anything. But I quite like the jaunty keyboards on it. Yeah, I don't think that's a problem. It being the same sort of tempo all the way through. No. Um, but there is, the, you know, it doesn't really change much I must throughout admit, the track. I must admit, I like the jaunty aspects to the music. Mm. I find the chorus a bit repetitive. Yeah. It's not the best chorus in the world, mm. considering some of the other tracks which have, you know, been saved by the mm. chorus. This one. Not so keen on the chorus. Yeah. It's 
overused and it's just not that great. But I like I like the music. Yeah, yeah, I do as well. I think I mean this is another issue song again. Mm-hmm. This is all about society's obsession with uh, with diets and lifestyles, things like that. Something obviously that these days. He's even more prevalent with things yeah. like Instagram and social media. Definitely. I mean, this fits in right. I mean, this is pre-social media. Yeah, exactly. This Almost is really pre-internet. Pressing. Yeah. So this really fits in with something like this. This is talking about Instagram. Yeah. If effectively. Anything, if anything, this is yeah. more prevalent today than when it was written. Yeah. Exactly. So you know, it's pretty prescient. It is indeed. Yeah. But I do like this track. I think it's good. I think it could have been better with a better chorus. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. Okay. Good. Well, thanks for, for clearing that up. Yeah. Mm. You do, though, don't you? <laughs> you do, yeah. You do, though, don't you? You do, though, that, though don't you? Um, but, yeah, it's a good track. Yeah. Um, I enjoyed it. I'll say, could be improved, but yeah. on the whole, like it. Yeah. 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 Shall we move on? Let's move on to the next one. Which is? Hold on my heart. Hold on my heart. Just hold on to that feeling. We both know. So hold on my heart. So can I read my notes? I'm glad you finished that, because when you said, can I read, I cannot say yes or no to that, because mm. I've seen what you do with my scripts. Yeah. I'm not entirely sure you can read, <laughs> but go well, for it. So, hold on my heart, ninth track from We Can't Dance. This is my notes as written, verbatim, and my notes read... <coughs> Ugh. Is that it? That's it. So you went into a lot of depth on this one then. Just <laughs> yeah. ugh. Yeah, this is not... Let me, in retrospect, mm. or not even in retrospect, let me, as a comparison, mm-hmm. look at my notes. Okay. Ugh. Oh, I've got the same thing. <laughs> what a coinkydink. It is. This is a terribly dreary song. This is awful. I'd like to say it was. it should be a Phil Collins solo track so that it would then appear on a Phil Collins solo album, mm. which I don't listen to, because yeah. I don't like his solo stuff. Yeah. So I would never have had to hear this track. It's bad. awfully dull. It's really bad. And it just doesn't stop. No. It goes on for about ten minutes, it seems. Literally, <laughs> we just tried to listen to this, mm. and we didn't get past the first four seconds before I stopped it. Yeah. Cannot stand this track. No, it's I just what you were start they it, you go, oh, fast forward, quick. And what were they thinking? Don't know. I mean, this is by far the worst track. I think, I think, right, I'm going to go out on a limb here. I think this is the worst track they recorded as a trio. Yeah. Full stop. I'm going to saw that limb you've gone out off. Yeah. <gasps> out of malice. Yeah. Just so your scream as you fall drowns out this track. Yeah. <laughs> uh. It's awful, it's I agree terrible. with you. There's, there's just nothing... I it's mean, you can't imagine who would want to listen to this track. It's just really boring. You can't imagine a Genesis fan wanting to listen to this. No. You can't imagine... Well, you can't imagine anybody wanting to listen yeah. to this. Not twice, certainly. No. I think one of the reasons Genesis were dismissed as, I want to say crap, in the 90s, 
I think was because of songs like this. Was this released as a single? This was released as a single. Jeez, what were they thinking? It was the third single they released off this album. Wow, because that do, this does not sell the album, does it? Yeah. As we were saying earlier mm-hmm. about what, what, I, what I said earlier uh, in one of my more genius moments yeah. um, was I asked you if they were releasing singles off this album because they released a, a lot and varied. Yeah. Whether they were just trying to plug into different genres and mm. hoping they'd pick up the other listener who listened to smooth yeah. radio. Who were they hoping to hit with this one? I think this is a really cynical attempt by them to write another song to get played on the radio. Yeah. Because it's, it's got radio written all over it. Yeah. But but nobody but, would want to listen to this. It's, it's terrible. Even It's certainly not going to appeal to Genesis no. fans. No. It's Gen- not good enough to appeal to casual fans. No. That's no, the thing. Not at all. So who was this aimed at? Yeah. And certainly, why would you release this as a single? Yeah. It's dreary as hell. I can't even imagine what the video would look like. It must be one of those artsy-fartsy in black and white. I'm imagining him wearing a white suit uh, with a white tie. <laughs> right. <laughs> against a black backdrop. Just sort of singing it with the others in the background. Crying. Crying. Yeah. I don't like this track. I think no. you don't like this track. No. You don't like this track. I certainly don't like this track. I don't like this track. We all don't like this track. Shall we move on? Let's move on. To uh, Way of the World. jaunty it's got this lovely swing tune as you go into it and then it switches to a completely different kind of tune which i also love can i just stop you there you just have while i just check the the temperature in hell because this will be the second time in a row we've just agreed with each other and i want to see if it's frozen over you like this too i really like this track yeah wow (laughs) yeah it's got a really jaunty feel to it there's something happening on this album because we're both kind of agreeing all the way through this yeah we haven't had tracks where you like it and I hate it hate it hate it it's mm, odd it's this, odd this is yeah. either our minds are merging as one which is which is quite obviously vaguely horrific yeah or like this is not a polarising album yeah because we're both either agreeing hmm. or disagreeing could this be the problem with this album inherently that it's middle of the road so it's appealing to you as somebody who likes a very specific type of Genesis song, and me who likes a very specific but different type of Genesis song, 
it's not polarizing us because it's being meeting in the middle. Not that that's necessarily a bad thing. No, it's kind of they oh, found the balance. Saying, this is well. It, to be fair, this has been a pretty good album so mm. far. We've only had one or two tracks which we're not entirely happy with, yeah. and one that we both absolutely hate. Yeah. However, generally speaking, we've both agreed that it's been, you know, okay. Yeah. I find it hard that, that we've, we haven't found a track that you love and I hate so mm. far. Well, I mean, Dream While You Sleep you quite liked, but like, I, I oh, didn't... that's a good point. But I didn't hate it. No. I just didn't love care it. for it particularly. Yeah. But we have agreed on the quite um, swingy, poppy ones mm. that we both enjoy them. Yeah, exactly. Oh, and this weird. one, I do like. I do like this one. Yeah, it's so pleasant to listen to. Yeah, and but it's musically interesting as well. It's not mm. just the same thing all the way through. You know, when it gets to the, the verses and the chorus, the music changes. Yeah. Um, it changes from the beginning. Yeah. You've got this nice swing intro. Yeah. Then it changes to that bobbity bobbity yeah. bum bit. Bobbity bobbity do 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 do. <laughs> Finished? Yes. Good. And then, again, changes for the chorus. Yeah. This is a really interesting track, it is. musically. I mean, I, I really... And again, Phil sings it wonderfully. He does, and I really love Mike's bass line on this. Yes, it's, it's great. so good. Yeah, yeah. Um, really, I mean, Mike's really coming across well on this album. Yeah. yeah. Guitar... Now, that, on now they've said, Mike, you can, you can give it your all. Yeah. He really is giving it his all. Yeah, I mean, you know, the, the 60s style guitar and Tell Me Why, and then yeah. the bass line on this one. Really, yeah, yeah, yeah. Really, it's really carrying really this track along. I mean, you know, this is another issues song, but it's not as heavy-handed as some of Phil's. But seriously, so tell us, issues. what is the issue? Oh, this is—it's all about inequality and starving children and people. I don't really. So another cheery track. Another cheery track. Yeah, but you could forgiven that because it's quite pleasant mm. to listen to. Yeah, I think my only criticism is, mm-hmm. I think it probably is a little bit too long. How long is it? It's about four minutes long. That's not bad for Genesis. I think it might even be five minutes long. Again, still not bad for Genesis. But I think they could cut out about a minute of it and it would be a bit tighter and a bit more... Mm, I don't know. But it's still a great track, regardless of that. It doesn't outstay its welcome. I agree. Um, I, we all agree. Yes. As far as we can see. Indeed. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, yeah, I like it. I love it. Yeah. It's a good track. Thumbs up from me. Definitely would be on my version of this album. That's good to know, and I'm Ba-doom. sure Genesis are absolutely pleased with your with your cut of this are. album so far. I bet they are. Yeah. yeah. So moving on to the next track. Let's move on to the next Which track. Is? Since I lost you.
I bet you don't like this one, do you? Spot on. Uh, so we've broken our run of agreement then. You like this? I really like this one. Why? Right, it's just Phil wailing all the way through. Right, so, when I first heard this song, I really didn't like it. Okay. Um, I thought, oh, here we go again, another soppy, lost love, broken relationship, me, 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 song from Phil. Yeah. Do you know what the song's actually about? Is it a long-lost broken relationship from Phil? No. Oh. You're going to feel really bad when I tell you for taking the mickey. But I'm not. So, Eric Clapton had a four-year-old son called Connor, who fell from a 50-storey window and was killed. That's what this song's about. Tumbleweed at this point. Yeah. So, Phil is very good friends with Eric Clapton. Mm Mm-hmm. And Phil wrote these lyrics about Connor and the death of Connor Clapton, basically. Um, and about the feeling he ha- you have, or he, he imagined, obviously because he's not lost a child, um, and you wrote it for Eric, basically, and it's all about losing a child. Yeah. You know, the thing is, now I know that, yeah. I still hate this track. See, I, I actually find it, with that context, I really like it. I think Phil gives a spine-tingling performance, vocal performance on this song. I think he absolutely surpasses himself in terms of delivery on this. Um, some of the lyrics were things that Phil actually said to Eric Clapton um, in the aftermath. Um, and like I say, I didn't like this song at all when I thought it was just about a lo- lost love relationship. But the more I've listened to it, the more I found out what it's about, I actually really like it. I think it's got a great wall of sound, Phil Spector style of production. I do agree with you on that, mm. that it's well produced. Yeah. I still don't like it. Yeah, well, that's fine, but I think it's a really good track. I really like this track. Mm. You um, shouldn't like, but I don't think you should like a track just because of what it's saying. Oh no, I don't. That, I don't just like it because of that. But I've listened to it more. If it was just about a lost love, moaning, blah 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 blah, I probably would dismiss it. But because it has a deeper meaning, it it becomes more meaningful to me, and so I enjoy it from that. Point of view. Yeah, I'm just saying that so people mm. don't think I'm horrendously heartless. Well, you are horrendously heartless. Well, yeah, I mean, you hate everybody. I don't want people to know that. <laughs> they have to meet me to know that. Yeah, well, yeah. Um, but without knowing the background mm. on this, and even knowing the background, I still don't like yeah. this track. Yeah. I find it quite tedious, isn't it? Yeah. It's, a, it's a fast forward from Definitely not a fast forward from me. I think Mike does a really good Eric Clapton guitar impression in this one. I almost thought it was Clapton playing it, right. but it's not. It's Mike Rutherford. Okay. Um, I think it's really good. I really enjoyed this track. I like it. Phil wrote these lyrics and they recorded the song, and Phil didn't tell the other two what the song was about until they'd recorded it. Okay. So they didn't know about what it was about. He just recorded it and went, eh, there's the song. That must have been an interesting conversation. Mm. So, again, we've disagreed. We have, for the first time. For the first time on this album. Well, phew. <sighs> back to the status quo. At least we're, we're back to normal. Yeah. Good, right, so shall we move on to the next track? The next track and the last track. <gasps> for, for, for fading lights.
so this track mm-hmm. we're back to unfamiliar ground mm-hmm. because we both agree we both like it I really like this track I love this track yeah. Phil Collins very haunting vocals all mm-hmm. the way through you know what you know what I think uh, hang on I wish I was dead yes okay good glad to know we're on the same page I think this sounds to me like Duchess Part 2 in what way both musically with that sort of electronic drum beats at the start but lyrically this sounds like the end of the Duchess story I see because if you think about it when you think back to Duchess it goes into guide vocal it does and we never find out what really happens to Duchess no. after. She obviously talks about her career and her career being ended and then, then there was a time when nobody knew any. Yeah. And then it just goes into guide vocal and then that's it. Yep. This, to me, is this, the end of that story. You know, she's fading lights. You, I think you could splice this onto the end of Duchess and you have the full story of Duchess. To be honest, it wouldn't be out of place musically. No. Exactly. So both musically and lyrically, for me, this is the end of the Duchess story, which is a nice callback to Duke, you know, 10, 12 years later. Mm. And again, this has got the nice sort of haunting lyrics mm. and steady music, yeah. but then you get this lovely musical piece in the middle. Yeah, you get the old school keyboard song. Definitely. There. It's very sort of reminiscent yeah. Yeah. Of, of stuff they used to do yeah. in the early 80s. Yeah. I mean, this is one of the f- my favourite tracks they did. Um, in the 80s slash 90s, yeah. I think. Yeah, um, yeah. I love this track. I, it's I a think great it's track. really good. And it's a good ender for the album. It is a great ending for the album. And, in hindsight, a, a great last song for Phil. I mean, this is the last oh, wow. track he sings on the Genesis album. That really has just occurred to me. Yeah. This is the last we're going to hear of Phil for Genesis. Yeah, yeah. and it, the, lyrically, it's kind of... It's almost, did he know that he was going to leave and wrote the lyrics accordingly. Because it is a good final track for both the album yeah. and his career yeah. with Genesis, yeah. I suppose. Yeah, exactly. Wow, I'm looking at this this track with a different light yeah. there. Yeah, I still it, love it. <laughs> I, look, I, I think this is a great track. It's, this, no, me, I know it's the last Phil track. I want it to actually be longer. Yeah, I think this is the best track on the album. Um, yeah, I wouldn't go that far. I would. Well, I would be disagreeing with Mm. Um, no, no, don't get me wrong, I really love this track, but yep. I would not say it's the best on the album. Yeah, love, nice atmospheric start, Very. nice build up, great, like you say, great old school keyboard solo, mm. and then pulls it back at the end yep. to the fading lights. Mm. Yeah. Oh, just fantastic. I love it. Just brilliant. Yeah, yeah. A great ender for this album. Yeah, like I say, I think you could splice that into the end of Duchess and it'd make a great long track. Yeah. Um, and just it. Yeah, I agree, it would fit lovely in there. Yeah. Um, yeah. I can't think of anything else to say about that because I just love it. I no. just love everything about it. Lyrics. So did you want to talk about the album as a whole? Yeah, why not talk about the album as a whole?
Right, so that's all of the tracks. That what is. did you think of this album? Hmm. I know we agreed on most tracks, we whether did. they were good or bad. It was quite frightening. Yeah. I'm going to make a comparison. Yeah, remember we, when we did the Abacab and we did Genesis? Vaguely. And I said that both of those albums were half a good album. Yep. And mash them together mm. and you'd have one good album. I think this, there's a good album in here. Yeah. But there's too many tracks. Definitely. I can think of at least three that want to go. Yeah. I think we'd take three tracks out, make it a shorter album, resequence it a little bit. And I think it would be a much better album than it yeah. is. Yeah. I can only imagine some of the ones that they put in here that we've talked about that we didn't like. Because mm-hmm. um, this is a good Genesis album. Yeah. But there are a couple of tracks that stick out here which you think, why would you put this on here? Because yeah. they sound more like a Phil Solo thing. So if you took those off, you, you'd have had a classic yeah. Genesis album. Here. Yeah. It, well, again, I'm going to look at that differently. Because Genesis have changed so much over the years mm. we've been listening to them. Yeah. This is a genesis. This is a great genesis style album mm-hmm. because, as we've discussed before, they haven't really got a style. Yeah, yeah, because they've changed it so much. Yeah, but so how can you call it a classic Genesis album when they haven't got a style? Yeah, but I mean, it does hark back to some old sounds, though, like we just discussed with Fading Lights. Definitely, but definitely, it's definitely on definitely the musical Duke musical style. Yeah, yeah. You know, um, and the great pop tracks of which we came to know with the last album and, yep. and Abacab and things like that. Yeah, exactly. So it, it fits in nicely mm. with the band's going at the moment. Yes. Yeah, definitely. And as we said, this is Phil's last. Yep. And a great album to bow out of. It is. I mean, it's very obviously Phil heavy. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and as we discussed, he his wrote vocals, the majority of the lyrics. His but, vocals on this are outstanding oh, on some yeah. tracks. Again, I think this is some of his best vocal performances on this album. Yeah, definitely. Um, he's really got into into his stride now. He's obviously his solo career has prepared him for doing different things. Probably the fact that he's. Um, I, I I've always thought about this in the fact that because he's doing his own solo stuff and mm. he's on stage. Practically on his own now, with his two yeah. mates, he's become more confident in his own yeah. abilities. Yeah, and this comes across in how he's singing. Yeah, definitely. He's definitely coming across more powerful, more confident, yeah. and yeah. he's taking centre stage. Yeah, I mean the fact that production-wise, this album as well, they've tried to emphasise the guitars a bit more. Yeah, means it's a much more balanced sound, I think. So previous albums have been a lot more keyboard-heavy. Yeah, whereas this is a lot more balanced between guitar and keyboard and vocals mm. than then, the other albums. I know you said that they have brought the keyboards more to the front, mm. but and while I agree with that, I think they haven't brought it so far to the front that it overshadows everything else, mm. but it's given you a much more balanced sound yeah. between all of the instruments, yeah. rather than one lot fading into the background. Yeah, but I mean, you take something like uh, Tell Me Why, it's yeah. got the real guitar, jangly guitar, yeah, yeah, yeah. and then you take something like you've got Fading Lights, which has got the keyboards in it mm. and it, the balance not in you know to the detriment of one instrument over the other but different songs wise, yes they've got balance some of them are keyboard led some of them are guitar led whereas before it was a lot more this is all keyboard led yeah, yeah, yeah. there's not really many guitar led tracks up to this point no there's a few yeah but but, but it's but, mostly yeah, keyboards. it is mostly keyboards and now mike's a bit more confident i guess with his guitar playing yeah. um the, the, and it's much more balanced yeah it's just I agree. really good I agree. I love the sound of this album. Mm. It's a great album to listen to. It is. I do think it should be trimmed down, though. Yeah. We should have about, as we said a minute ago, yeah. three less tracks on this. So I think from this, mm-hmm. I would cut Driving the Last Spike, 
Oh, I'd leave that in. I quite like that. I'd cut Never a Tie. Definitely. Um, I'd cut Hold on My Heart. Yes, those two definitely out. I'd take those three out. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I would add, there was a B-side called um, On the Shoreline. Right. I'd add that in, but I'd make that the first track. Really? I would. Oh, I'll have to listen to that. Yeah, well, that's on the archives box set. Oh, so number two. We'll listen to I think, that I think soon. it's the first. It might even be the first track on the archive box set. So that's coming up. So that'll be coming up soon. But I, I in fact, I'm going to make a playlist okay. and put it on Spotify and put a link in the show notes to that playlist on Spotify, so everybody can see my version of this album. Because my version would be better. Because I'm better than Genesis. What do they know? The power's gone to my head. It really has, <laughs> isn't it? You're going a little psycho. Yeah. 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 Um, uh, but I love this album. Yeah. Um, I do, th- like I say, it needs to be trimmed, but I think the good tracks outweigh the poor tracks. Yeah. In terms I, of quality. I would say this is one of my top 15 Genesis albums. Would you say that? Yeah. I would, yeah. 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 It wouldn't be my favourite, but I like it. Um, no. I love the cover, though. I, I actually really like the cover yeah. and the artwork. The style of artwork they've done for this this album. Who did the artwork? Illustrations on the album were by Felicity Roma Bowers. Wow. And I know nothing about her. Other than that. Other than that. Um, but they're really nice watercolours. I really like them. I think I think they blend a, a they're lot They're very of... nice and they go through the entire booklet that yes. you get with the CD, don't they? They do. And there's, there's different ones, isn't there? Different ones on the singles as well. And really? The, yeah, yeah. Are they all done by the same person? All by the same, same person. All by the same person. But one thing I don't like about the art is yeah. the logo. Really hate the logo. May I? Oh, the, oh, yes. The kids writing logo. I just think... Mm. But... And this is a conversation we've had before. Mm. They've never really stuck to a logo. No, they haven't. As most bands get a logo because then they can put it out there on T-shirts or whatever, and it's instantly recognisable mm-hmm. and draws people. Genesis never have. Is no. this because they've never really settled to a style? I guess, yeah. So, I mean, like, yes, kind of kept the same logo, yeah. but they kept the same kind of music. Yeah. Genesis never have. They so are. it's quite appropriate that they've always changed the logo. Yeah. Oh, because every time they bought an album out, it's been basically a different band. I don't mind that. I just really hate this logo. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, it's... it's it, to be honest, it doesn't affect me one or the other. Yeah. It's not a standout logo, though. No. I see what you're saying. And the fact that you saw that on a T-shirt and you go, what is it? Yeah, it's just... You wouldn't amass... immediately think it was a band. It's just... Genesis in kids writing. Yeah, you know, it could be anything. Kids don't really write like that either. That's the way an adult thinks a child writes. With the backward E. Yeah. It's, so. it's all right. It's not. I, for me, it's not a great album cover mm-hmm. because there's nothing on there that if you put it on a T-shirt mm. like Duke yeah. or Abacab, yeah. you'd know what that is. Yeah. If you put the artwork of this on a T-shirt, mm. you'd never clue what it was. No, that's true. But the thing I do like about this, apparently... I'm sure I read somewhere, and I can't find this anymore, but apparently they were going to call this album Father and Son. And they commissioned the artwork based on it being called that. Hence the two Hence the father and the son on the hill. Which makes perfect sense. Well, it doesn't make any sense to what was in the... Apart from that one track. Yeah. But I wouldn't name the album after that one track, because that's a a very dodgy... Yeah. yeah, but then they didn't call it that. But I, so I, I just like the artwork. I think it's, it's I'm, nice. I'm I'm ambivalent. Mm. It's 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 okay. Yeah. But as I said, if you saw it on a t-shirt, you wouldn't quite necessarily understand. It's better it's than band. Invisible Touch, are they? Yeah, it is. So, oh, actually, no, yeah, but Invisible. T- you say that, but if you saw that mm. on a t-shirt, you would know what it was. Mm, maybe. If I saw this album, just the artwork mm. on a t-shirt. I could not honestly say I would recognise it <laughs> as the artwork from this album. Nothing about it stands out. It's yeah. kind of, it is a good watercolour. Yes, but it's bland. It so if you, you, it is. So <laughs> if you put it on a T-shirt, I would 
even now, having seen it, mm. if you walked in the room in five minutes' time with that on your T-shirt, yeah. I wouldn't go, ah. I'd, <laughs> I'd go, ah, you've changed your T-shirt. Yeah. But I wouldn't go, ah, oh, that's the artwork for this house. Depends what time of day I came in, I guess. Well, probably. Yeah. <laughs> if it was the morning, I wouldn't even notice you'd change your T-shirt. Yeah. But yeah. In fact, if it was midday, I wouldn't. <laughs> Actually, I would never notice you'd change no. no. hey, barely pay attention to anything. No, that's true. Yeah. No. Um, so. But anyway, I like the artwork anyway. Yeah, okay. So basically our thoughts on this album are that we both quite like it. Yeah. But we would make changes. It's quite good. Yeah. 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 And with a couple of changes, we think this would be a great album. Yeah, I think this would have been their best. I want to say 80s album, but I know this was released in the early 90s. But it sounds like But it fits in with that 80s group. This is one of the albums of theirs which I have heard the least of. Mm. And I don't know why, Mm -hmm. because I like it. It's only through listening to this, for the podcast, that Mm. I've realised how much I like the tracks in yeah. this. But it's one of those that's that sort of passed me by. This was the first album they released after I got into Genesis. Yeah. So this was, I was there, this was the first one I bought on the day of release. I was there going into town to HMV probably to buy it on the day it was released. On vinyl. On vinyl. Mm. And I think I've still got it. And so this... Just this, nothing to play on. Yeah, well, yeah, exactly. This for me is, was that Yeah. That this experience. was your first big album yeah. for them. So... And as we said before, you know, your favourite album tends to be the one you get just after you get to the band. Exactly, yeah. So this would be your Genesis album. Although it's not in that case, but... So you just shot me down in flames. But uh, I would agree, normally... But not in this case. In, not so, in this as case. As I said, this you can, shot me down this in flames. This is the exception to the rule. You've shot me down in flames, <laughs> yes, haven't you? Yes, you're wrong. You're very wrong. <sighs> Again. <laughs> but yes. we both agree it's quite a good album. Yeah. Cool. Nothing more to be said on that? No. And we've got guests arriving. Have we? We have. Of course, for this evening. Yes. I better go and open the pub doors. We better go and start getting one. You get the poke cooking. Looks like your plan to get rid of the protesters has worked. Yeah, it has gone quiet outside. It has. Maybe they've finally gone away. Maybe. Great. I'll get everything ready for this evening. I'll get the pope in the kitchen. Let's go. Sorted. So here we are once more. Tonight, tonight's the night. Oh! The blessing of the graveyard. <coughs> beer garden? Yeah, right. I wonder if the graveyard's haunted at all. Uh, beer garden? Right, right, yeah, yeah. Maybe a headless horseman or something? Well, it's possible, I suppose. You can ask Big Jim if you like. He's over there with his entourage. Maybe he knows. Well, I thought it was suspicious that Big Jim let us have this pub so cheap. It wouldn't surprise me if he slipped a ghost into the deal. We didn't win that much money from the boxing match. I thought you said you'd never seen so much money. Well, when you grow up on the wrong side of the tracks like me, even a small amount can seem like a fortune. I thought you were from Derby. Yeah, but the wrong side. You know, we didn't even have a Waitrose. We had to shop at Sainsbury's. Man, that's rough. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, back to business. The Pope-themed food items are going really well. I think we should make up some more. I've been thinking... What do you think about popsicles? I hate it. I'm out. This isn't Dragon's Den. Yeah, I'm just saying. Who'd buy that? Kids? Kids? Kids don't care about the Pope. They're too busy throwing pogs and uh, watching Alf. Wow. Alf? You're so out of touch, Grandad. Kids these days only want to watch White Lightning unboxing videos on YouTube. Listen to Busy Rascal and swap STDs. No time for that now. We've got to get on with the blessing of the beer garden. He's already blessed the snacks. Everybody's here. We just need his holiness to get on with the big finale. 
It's great that so many people turned up for the event. Yeah, this is going to be a great success. I can feel it. Nothing could possibly go wrong. Is it me, or is the sky getting awfully dark? It's you. Take those sunglasses off. I'm not wearing any. Really? Man, you need some sleep. It is getting dark. Oh, look. Here's the Pope now. He's looking a bit rough, though. Yeah, maybe all this blessing's wearing him out. Do Popes have a finite amount of blessings that they can do a day? I hope he hasn't run out. Do you think we could top him up in some way? You mean like a Pope meal? Whatever. He'd just better not run out of energy. He's got the wash up to do later. Your Holiness! Your Holiness! Oi, Mush! Over here! Gaudio et letur, venerabile fratres. Yes, still not getting it. He says there's a storm coming. Bad omens. Something about the devil and demons and things which are wrong in the eyes of man. Mm, he said that about your idea of pineapple curry, though. Yeah, I don't know, though. He looks troubled. And my wooden leg is starting to tingle. The crowd are getting ugly. I always thought they... No, not doing that joke. Spoiled sport. You're right, though. Come on, Your Holiness. It's time to play the music. It's time to light the lights. Autoritate Deo Omnipotente. It'll be fine. Trust me. I've taken precautions. What precautions? I've got fresh underwear on in case we have to go to the hospital. Clever. Wish I'd thought of that. That's odd. There's not a cloud in the sky. Well, it had better not rain. It'll ruin the food. Off you go, Your Holiness. Get blessing. Die septimo e vicesimo mensis aprilis. Bloody hell! Where did all this come from? British summertime ended last week! I know, but I'm sure it'll blow. Ante quam consilium certum et definitivum capiatum. Uh, Gary? People are starting to leave! What? I said people are starting to. Oh, they've gone! Well, they've fled, really. All except Big Jim and the Pope. In sanctorum album referat. This lightning's getting really bad. It's lighting up all the old religious artefacts out here. Look, is, is that the Ark of the Covenant? No, it's that broken table football game. Get down here before you're struck. Are you sure this is a blessing? Because I'm not feeling very blessed right now. Look, look, the Pope, he's surrounded by light. Bloody hell, is Big Jim melting? Simon, don't look at it. Shut your eyes, Simon. Don't look at it, no matter what happens. It's the quickening. They did say there was only one Pope at a time. Do you think... Do you think he's quantum leaping? I don't know. I've got my eyes closed. Gary! Don't look, Simon, and keep your eyes shut. What's going on? I don't know. I've got my eyes shut, too. Bloody Bloody hell. hell! Is it over? Can I open my eyes? Tell you what. You open your eyes, and if you don't melt to death, I'll open mine. I think... I think it's over. Are you sure? Was was that a blessing? That didn't sound like a blessing. What were you expecting? Visions of angels all around? No. No, I suppose not. I mean, I thought there'd be a heavenly choir and flowers. Not face melting. Yeah, it was a bit, uh, melty. Oh, and look, it's buggered the barbecue. Over there, look, it's still smoking. I don't think that's the barbecue. I think it's what's left of his holiness. You know what this means. The end of the world. The torment of all mankind. Dragons coming out of the sea. No, 
It means we need another chef. Yeah, but not tonight. Everyone's legged it. Yeah. No, look, not everyone. Over there. Over there. Isn't, isn't that Dave? Oh, yes, you're right. Good old Dave. Haven't seen him since his funeral. He looks a bit worse for wear, doesn't he? <laughs> and he's all covered in mud. Hang, hang on. Wait, wait, wait. Did you say his funeral? Yeah, I did. Remember, he had that accident and, uh I... I think I want to go indoors now. So there, no... Yeah, like that. Very clever.